0: People don't realize how powerful these limiting beliefs are, but that if we can address it at the root cause, we have the ability over time to remove them. And then from the same place to develop from that clean slate Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec.
1: Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Christopher. Christopher, thank you so much for being here today with us.
0: Michelle, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. So give everybody the 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you'd love to do.
0: Well, I'm a happily married man to my wife, Maria. i got a 14-year-old son who I'm very active in his life, and I live my passion each and every day as a business executive coach business advisor, and a professional speaker. So every day I get to work with individuals and businesses of various sizes to help move them forward to whatever that means to them. And I do that all through personal experience and leading by example and being a resource. So it's just everything that that plays to my values and a, a growth mindset as the foundation. Nice. So how did you get into all of that? Well, I mean, I got into the business mindset as a reflect a direct reflection of my own transformation over 23 years ago. For the first 30 years of my life, I was a codependent. I uh, struggled 12 years of addiction and as a result of it, I was operating from someone else's values, operating from a fear-based mindset or a fixed mindset from fear. I didn't really know who I was. And as a result of this, i you know I, I had a, an epiphany when my father was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 56 it was a day and a half roughly about a day and a half before he passed on it was like he was talking to me even though he could not talk it was like he was still talking in a different way and see my limiting beliefs from that that affected my confidence and self-esteem growing up all went back to my father I didn't have a A relationship with my father. We didn't have this connection, and I found out that you know my father, you know, had claimed that that I tried to be the best father that I could be. I could only be what I knew, and I did the best that I could. See, I didn't realize it at the time that he had the same thing happen to him from his father, and he was simply repeating the same pattern with me and my brother. Now it had a, a negative effect, even more so on my brother than me, but nonetheless. That was the turning point for me that said to myself that I'm going to figure a way to change the way I am, no matter what has happened to me. It's up to me now to make these changes. And I didn't know how I was going to go about doing it, but I just knew that that was the first time in my life that I took responsibility of uh, taking that on my own and not pointing the finger at everyone else. And so that ended up being the greatest gift in the world that he ever gave me before he passed. And it changed the quality of my life because here, 23 years later, that turning point is what has helped me help thousands of people and businesses to help turn themselves around through that same process.
1: Nice. I, I appreciate the story because it, it, He's into a sense of humanity that all little kids expect their parents to be heroes. And it's like, okay, I'm the center of the universe. You are my protector. You will therefore protect me. It's like, no, your parents are human and they have no clue what to do with you because you are this wonderful exactly. little ball of light that showed up and it's acting in really weird ways and they don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> exactly once, once we get that little enlightenment, it's like, oh, okay, I got it. So <laughs> <all> good now. <laughs> so how many people though, do you think are still? kind of in that. And, and I, I don't think it's an age thing that we go and like we oh, yeah. that wall that ceiling and we go, Oh, okay. I need to go and take some personal development and get over myself. Like how, how do you see that transitioning in business? And uh, yeah. there's 20,000 questions in there, but take whatever. Absolutely. You
0: want. <laughs> well, limiting beliefs are so powerful. Again, they're subconscious. They, 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 if they're formed during our child development years and they impact so many things that we do in our lives and our business they impact our self-esteem, our confidence, our communication to ourself and how we communicate to other people. Uh, a lot of times, people tend to be more passive or pleasers and enablers, or they could be aggressive or a combination thereof a passive-aggressive. They, it can lead to negative attitudes, uh, you know, negative emotions, and, and not taking action, you know, always looking for someone to pick up the pieces or somebody else's fault. And so it has a dramatic impact on decision-making, on taking risks and following through and so on. So people don't realize how powerful these limiting beliefs are, but that if we can address it at the root cause, we have the ability over time to remove them. And then from the same place to develop from that clean slate, a, a, a different way of thinking so that we can be, to become, to do, and have different and better results. And it's from that, that different way of thinking, what I like to call a growth mindset or mental toughness, that we could shift away from the, the, the past and the future from fear into the present moment. We have the ability to operate within the solution rather than manage the problem. It's unfortunate that most people manage the problem in their lives and just put a Band-Aid on things. Same with companies, just kind of managing the problem and not getting to the root cause of what's really getting in the way. So I'm a big advocate getting to the root cause, and then from that place, developing a solution that will allow you to move forward through adversity and to embrace those challenges so that you can learn how to focus on what you can only control only, and that is your communication to yourself and others, your behavior, your attitude, your emotions, to situations, and your course of action. That's it.
1: Nice, you are preaching to the choir, and I love it. I did a course one time on what if your mother ran your company, and everybody's like, "Oh, she couldn't run my company. She couldn't do this." (laughs) Well, when it comes to your mindset, her habits are alive and well in you. And so, so look at that list of why mom couldn't run the company, and how many of those are still sticking around in your head. And it was like, "Oh my God, okay, I got some work to do." It's awesome. So, talk to me about your modality. How do you bring people into that? awareness that, wow, just because your sales aren't doing their job, it really comes back to me.
0: So, yeah, and that's a great question is that, that again, it always starts with the way we think. I mean, you could go through every sales training there is. And, but if you're not, if you're not thinking from the right, you know, right, right way of thinking, you're just going to continue to keep doing what you're doing, just getting in your way. So the key is, is how are you thinking each and every day? So to change that thinking over time requires, Discipline and consistency. So it's it's uh, creating that awareness to let people know, do you know, do they have a a daily routine that they do, you know, that could start with meditation, journaling, uh, that could be waking up an hour earlier than they usually do, making your bed, uh, working out, uh, reading. What could be a combination thereof. But meditation and journaling are the two cornerstone habits that when done each and every day will allow you to get to the root cause of those limiting beliefs over time. And then from that same place to release them that you can then begin to adopt you know, better ways of thinking in terms of how you uh, address you know, life, how you address problems and challenges and, you know, and, you know, and embrace that adversity and, and to move forward.
1: Cool, so how do you recommend the people journal? Because I know some people, they wake up in the morning and everything is full of light and optimism and butterflies. And by, you know, 6.05, <laughs> yeah. and it starts to go downhill from there.
0: So what, yeah, do, so what are you
1: telling them or what are you asking them to journal about?
0: So what I do is when they meditate in the morning and, they, mm-hmm. and, and then they journal soon after, they can journal anytime throughout the day. I mean, it's up to them. But the, the journaling <laughs> they do right after the first meditation, there's no intention. So what I mean is that there's no intent. You're not going in there with an intention. I'm going to write this. You're just going to write whatever comes to mind. Right. So you might, you might write down a, one word. You might write down a, a sentence, a paragraph, five paragraphs. You might write something that makes no sense. You might not write anything at all. But nonetheless, it's, there's no intention. You're just writing whatever comes to mind because you're allowing that subconscious mindset to reveal to the conscious mindset. What is there? What's coming up? What's surfacing? Now, if you if you decide you want to have some intention with journaling later, like maybe a separate journaling, journaling uh, a session, that's different. But, but with the uh, journaling for uh, following a meditation, no intention, preferably early in the morning.
1: Very cool. And to what end? What is, in your mind, the purpose of that if there's no intention?
0: So the, the intention is that in time that you will get to the root cause of your limiting beliefs. Now, I, that's how I found out what my need for validation. I had this strong need for validation because I didn't get it growing up from my father. So I always sought it out in other people. So I became a code. I was a codependent. I was a pleaser and an enabler. I was very aggressive. I could put, put a lot of high demands on the people. So I was passive aggressive. And it was very confusing to people. I had, I had a, a really difficult time maintaining relationships, especially personal ones, uh, in my life during the first 30 years. And that was something that I had to dramatically change. And that was a result of getting to the, that, the, the root cause of my uh, limiting beliefs. And that was the need for validation because I didn't get it from my father.
1: Cool. So in this process of and doing a bit of meditation and then journaling anything that comes to mind or doesn't. um, Then after a while you start to notice patterns or.
0: Yeah. these Things started to come up and just certain things with my father, uh, certain things that I would do. And then I began to see like, wow, it's like, I feel like I'm seeking the approval of people. Like that's like, it just sort of kind of came to me and I'm like, wow. And then I heard this word validation, and I'm like, "What is that?" And then I said, boy, oh, there it goes." Then it made it made sense, and I, you know, and I didn't realize it at the time. So I I, fig- I knew I had to do something about it that I didn't require any validation from anyone, that I could you know I could do that for myself. I didn't require that from someone else to make that happen. So that took some time, but over time, when I was able to move through that. That's where it just dramatically changed everything in the way I I, I approached life and business and made decisions and and communicated in in a more higher effective way than I have done in the past.
1: Nice. So do you prefer in the kind of in the process of your coaching, are you looking at kind of a free flow of what's coming up for people in the given day and what's important to them, or do you have kind of a template of OK, does this describe you? Does this describe you? Does this describe you? And the one that pops up is, OK, we're going to nail that one.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, certain people are going to have certain things that come up. So when I'm doing this with company, when I do this with people like, you know, I, we do it at a more I wouldn't say at a surface level, but a little bit more so they can understand it, because, again, we can't do a deep dive with everybody it'd be
1: why you're not doing therapy and group sessions and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that
1: sounds like a terrible idea
0: yeah but it would be a little too much but what yeah. we do is that we get we 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 get them to kind of like think in a different way and just to recognize that that thinking and so just that you know writing down whatever whatever you know is resonating with them and then just sharing that information And then eventually, you know, coming to the conclusion of what, you know, what could be getting in their way, what's affecting their self-esteem, their confidence, their, you know, so they begin to see what's getting in their way so that they can begin to kind of remove those, those beliefs.
1: Nice. I love that. So what kind of companies do you love to work with? Which ones are your favorites?
0: Oh God, I can work with uh, a lot of different companies, but I, I work with CPA firms, dental offices, physician offices. Uh. Small to mid-sized companies. So I just like again people that are open-minded to change. People that are open-minded to know that there is something that that can be that in time. That if you're willing to commit to a process to improve and makes changes over time, those are the people I enjoy working with. That we can make a big big difference. That so it's not something if they're looking for something you know just change overnight in a week, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But you know in time. Absolutely. And those where I I have the best, best results with.
1: Nice. Is there a precipice or a turning point that you found to when people become willing to look at themselves as opposed to the org chart and blaming others?
0: Yeah, it really comes down to, I mean, some people, some people never get it. And some people are not willing to do the work, but, mm-hmm. but there are some people that, that eventually do get it and they are willing to, you know, do, do that work. And it's all comes down to the coaching. I use a lot of, uh, co- uh, a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And so in accountability and, 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 so I'm just asking them a lot, you know, questions that keep them honest and just keep them on track to get, you know, to keep them, you know, engaged and what's really important. Why do you, why you started what you started? And let's finish what you started so that we can start to see those changes over time to, uh, you know, to see see those changes in terms of what it can do for your 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 uh, your personal business. Your, you know, you as a leader and helping others to do the same in their roles and duties and then how that can help, you know, transform the team as well.
1: Nice. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories.
0: So an example would be, I mean, there's quite a there's quite a few of them, but I had a gentleman that uh, was a VP of a company and he he had some personal struggles. He had some addiction. There was some struggles in in his marriage and his relationships with other people. And this all went back to uh, his own liberty beliefs. Uh, He was also, again, uh, adopted, you know, so he was dealing with that. So we had to work through all these things and how all these things that were pl- having a negative impact on his, his uh, not only his confidence level, but his relationships with himself and other people, how he communicated with other people, that he wasn't communicating in a clear, concise, specific way like he thought he was, and that he wasn't really listening to relate and understand, he was listening to respond. So we were able to work with him, and he was very open from day one. And he did a lot of work. We worked together for almost two years and he did tremendous work and he was able to really make a huge change and a huge shift in the way he thinks over time. So where he is today compared to two years ago is night and day. So it's it's phenomenal. And it's had a, a dramatic impact, not only on his personal life, but also on the people that work for him. And you know, and so these are the things that can have a ripple effect upon people that you work with
1: of that. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now? And they're thinking, oh, my God, Christopher, I need you so badly right now.
0: Well, the stumbling blocks are just that they feel like that people aren't really hearing them. They feel stuck. They feel frustrated. They feel angry. They feel stressed. They feel like it's not good enough. And just all those all of the above, these are just telltale signs that there are limiting beliefs getting in the way and that they're they just in their minds think that that there's something else that's causing all this. But that in essence is what is happening behind the scenes. So it's really getting in, you know, getting deep to the root cause of that, and then you know, finding a way to remove that at the individual level. And then also we, you know, when I work with organizations as a whole, we do this together and how we can remove those bottlenecks and become better communicators, more active listeners, leading by example, and so on. Awesome. So
1: I know our listeners are feeling that way right now. How do they begin their journey with you?
0: Well, the best way to learn about me is uh, you can always check me out at my website at ChristopherSalem.com. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. I, I post all the time around business mindset, I've also written uh, an, inter- an international best-selling book in the area called Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity. I also co-wrote a book with Jack Canfield, uh, uh, Mastering the Art of Success, the latest edition. And so these are just some areas that will kind of shed insight into that area. So to get familiar and yeah, I just love to re- you know, connect with people and get to know you and what you're working on and what's making you tick and what could be better.
1: Thanks. So if somebody has a, a corporate setting, say they have a whole team of people and they're like, okay, we're not going to go into therapy in the middle of the group.
0: Oh no, yeah. We, yeah. And this, and I don't advocate. And, and don't advocate that. Ever. It's not but therapy. It's all coaching. Yeah. I yeah, know.
1: Yeah. I get it. So how would you approach say a company of 20 people or a team of 20 people that uh, they want to go and work with you? What's kind of those stepping stones? I mean, obviously they're still going to go to your website and they're still going to go yes. and check out what you got going on. Um, But what are some of the kind of fun things that you've done with teams in the past that help them to gel better?
0: Well, we we do a lot. First of all, we do a lot of awareness sessions and we do a lot of, uh, in those awareness sessions, we have a lot of interactivity. So this way they get bought into what we're working on and what we're striving for. They begin to see firsthand some of the things that are getting in their own way, what they could get better at. They begin to get an idea of things, how things could be better. And that's where we start when we work with managers, when we work with their staff. And then we begin to work together and finding ways that we can make those subtle improvements. And then they begin to see through in time, through their KPIs, how that, that communication has gotten better. It's more specific, clear and concise. They understand each other's role and duties better, that people are more accountable. They have better team agreements and they're communicating that each and every day and there just seems to be more follow through and people taking action and not pointing the finger at each other like that when we started so these are some of the things that that i work with companies but we start with awareness we have activities that are highly engaging to get people involved to start to see the evidence of how this is interfering and the evidence of how this can get better so that now they get plugged in and they're ready to do the work to make those changes over time. So we do. We have different assessments, we do different types of things that will help them to move them forward towards um, seeing the results.
1: Fine and it's been my experience that people love to do self-assessments no matter what they just want to know more about themselves it almost feels like they're the wizard of oz and they're hiding from themselves they just want to know what's behind that curtain and it's super fun that is awesome well thank you for that i have to ask you this at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become a six or an entrepreneur
0: well i've I've pretty much known all my life i even though i did work for a corporations for the first 10 years. And then I represented companies from the outside as a, a consultant. It just, it's something in, in my my blood. You know, my father was an entrepreneur as well, except my father didn't have that that mindset that I have. And you know, that's why I'm, I'm a firm believer his limiting beliefs, you know, took his life at the age of 56 through cancer because of uh, just not emotionally sound. Um, and but I was, you know, I was given that gift that I was able to recoup that. And, you know, and this is what I attribute to my success today. It is the foundation of everything. You know, my uh, growth mindset, mental toughness, core values is what I operate from as my foundation each and every day and how I show up to be the example and be a resource for others.
1: I love that. So thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for peeps?
0: I would just say that I'd like to leave with a statement uh, that it w- really has a profound effect if you utilize it each and every day. Give without expectation, receive without resistance. When you give without expectation from empathy and kindness, that is interdependent behavior and communication. You're being an example and being a resource for others to do for themselves. You're not pleasing and enabling and doing for other people. So you know, make sure you have boundaries, but give without expectation, And when it comes back, from wherever it comes back, you receive without resistance. There's no resistance. And that is what keeps that cycle of prosperity flowing each and every day. And no matter what adversity you're going through, when you practice that and live that statement and operate your business from that statement each and every day, just miraculous things happen.
1: Wonderful. Words to live by this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being with us here today. Be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so that I can help you scale your business. We love having you here. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating like five stars personally and share with your friends.